shore where the mountains meet the sea in a clapboard shack by a broken down tree there's a light in the window to salt the gals inside i'm not sure if they're witches but you know that's implied got the storytelling ego swelling pillow talking moonlight walking sea Sea Hags Podcast. I'm Krajepa. And I'm Katie Norgren. And with us this week is a fashion babe, a mom, a super cool lady, and very much her own person. Please welcome to the podcast, Abby Shumka. Hi! Hey! Hi. Hey, girl. And you said Shumka, not Shumka. Shumka? Is it Shumka or Shumka? The Shumka say Shumka. Okay. But also that may not be the, like, entirely authentic Ukrainian way let to me, say let it. Let me put three pierogies in my mouth and then say it. And, <laughs> and then try to spit works. it out. Yeah. So apparently it's Shumka, but Shumka. Are they, are, is his family from the prairies or? Very much so. Okay, yes. so because like, I have a, I have a Dutch Ukrainian <laughs> wife. Yes. And her mom's maiden name was Woloshin, so oh, very much. consonants. So many Y's and N's and C's and Z's and where did they even we come got, from, guys? We got off easy with the Shumka. <laughs> You're, You're a spell it. You're a pulsing. You got yeah, it. I got it. You got a whole bunch of extra consonants in there. I got it. I, uh, I was listening to uh, Daka Braka all night. As one does. Just speaking of Ukrainian <laughs> things. Daka Braka. That sounds like the kind of people that are being sent away in America. Like, that sounds the like... The Daka people? Yeah, the Daka Braca people. That's like the dreamers. That's the acronym for them or something. <laughs> Who's Daka Braca? They're an amazing Ukrainian band. It's cello, uh, accordion, and the rest of them just, like, play drums and, like, various weird, like... Hurdy-gurdies. <laughs> and, like, piano and, like, other stuff. And they do, like, Carpathian rap a little bit. Oh, and they, wow. and they wear, like, big wedding dresses and huge jewelry and giant Cossack hats. Holy. And they're great. So I was just listening to, like, all these live performances. So they're talking, like, in Ukrainian the whole time. So I just, like, I have wow, it in my You got it on right your brain. Now. I'm very happy about it. <laughs> they're oh, so exciting. good. They're so Braca. good. I'm obsessed. Well, how do you spell Daka Braca? I don't know. It means It means give and take. <laughs> Which is cool. Which I really like. That's really cool. Oh I like it when things in other languages rhyme and mean cool stuff. Do you, yes. remember, do you remember how to say "Not my circus, not my monkey" in Polish? Oh God, no. Mian <laughs> Misierka or something like no. that. I can't remember exactly how it goes. No, but. I just know it's the best phrase. Thank you, the Polish. It's something when oh. it's not your problem. It's not yes. my circus, not my monkeys. monkeys. Don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. Worry about your own monkeys. <laughs> Oh my god, I had a I had that experience today where I was like, oh, I don't want to be dealing with this at all when somebody messaged me that I unfriended them on Facebook. Oh my god. And no. wanted to know why. Whoa. And she was like, is it because I posted all of that Jordan Peterson stuff? I was like, yes. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that, maybe that's it. Maybe and then there was about that for a sec. multi multi paragraph discussions of how important she thinks it's to ha- in gender debate in our uh, society. I was like, I, yeah, debate's great, but when it's about your own life, I don't need to engage. Life, yeah, I don't need to engage in it. That's when it's fine. about your own life, it's like, oh, I lose immediately because I'm emotional about the thing that concerns me <laughs> and affects you affects you directly, so yeah. directly. So that that was like a real exercise in like, okay, this is oh, enjoyable boy. for you to have these conversations, and for me, it's very painful and difficult. Yes. Did you say that? Yes. Okay, good. She's oh, like, good. oh, I'm sorry, and and stuff, but we were just like, let's leave it because we're obviously like, let's agree on to different disagree sides of this. on this, and yeah. I. I'm not a bitter or angry person, so I was just like, dude, I didn't don't even need think this. about it you after need I... This. No. Didn't even think about it. I can't it. believe she followed up. Like, how did she find out that you unfriended her? I guess she just tried to m- message you me yeah. or something, like or look like, for you. Don't it, look for me, I'm already gone. Isn't that message pretty clear? You'd think, but uh, whatever. I've had that whatever. I've had the, I think I ranted about it on here where I like got in an argument with someone and then just like unfriended them, because I realized, sure. like... 
it wasn't worth salvaging. I wasn't actually friends with them yeah. anyway. Well, you, yeah, exactly. You gotta we just weigh used it. to work together. Yeah. And how invested are you in this relationship? Zero percent. Yeah. <laughs> and so then I zero. unfriended him, and he right away, "You're so immature. You're so del. You delicate fucking snowflake. Blah blah blah." I'm just oh like, "Great, God. you are." So furthering... this is. I was gonna say this is helping. <laughs> this is making me rethink my yeah, choice. Tell me why you unfriended me. Well, points at everything. <laughs> Gestures vaguely at the entire yes. universe. In your direction. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah. So, so. That, was, that was today. I was just kind of like, no. Just no. I was like, I'm done. Good night. No is a full sentence. You're fine. Yeah. No, yes. is, a, no is a full sentence. Yeah. yeah. No. Did you see that on a, on a poster yesterday at the Women's like March? Oprah or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, so Oprah said it. Oprah, so. Dr. Phil, one of those. So you went to the, you went to the Women's March yesterday, yeah, so though. How I did, did yeah. How was that? It was so cold. <laughs> so windy. It's stormy. People were being pulled around by their poster boards. And their, um, their umbrellas, oh, which Lord. were up and down and up and down and up and down. So Everyone. blocking, I could see, blocked, I could see, I blocked, I could see. But thank God it was loud enough. You could hear everybody talk, so it was good. But we ended up leaving, I was our two girlfriends, and we ended up leaving after like an hour and 45 minutes of speakers. Holy shit. That's a lot of talking. It's a lot of talking, and it's like, we just couldn't take it anymore. We're like, fuck, we're just like, just march already or not. Let's just, and like, they kept saying, and the next speaker, and the next speaker. And I'm like, ugh. So, so instead of being a march, it was a talk. Yes, like a and then talk there outside. was a march afterwards, but I'm sure it had like a third of the people who were actually there at Ooh, the beginning because everybody how... had to bail because it was so cold and it just and I it's it's a fine ba- I don't know it, it must have been fine balance. It must be so difficult to organize it because yes. it's such a multifaceted issue and there's so many moving parts and so many people it touches and affects and you want to make sure everybody is heard, especially after like how some of them were organized last year and there was a lot of backlash and mm-hmm. arguments and hurt feelings and Yeah, they really tried I know some people that are organizing tangentially yeah. and they were really like really trying to make it better. Yeah, and trying to include yeah. more people, but yeah. then it just means you have to like, the speakers list is so long. It's so Intersectionality long. And they're all is valid. A lot of work. Oh, it takes a lot of time to get through all those voices. Yeah. And they're all equal and they all need to be heard, but man oh man on <laughs> on a shitty January morning when it's so cold. It's bad timing, you know. Yep. It's I get why, obviously, American shit. American shit. You know, after the inauguration last year, blah, 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 there was a big thing, so, but it's like, could we not just move it to May? Seriously, could we even <laughs> Like, July? just the, you know, spirit oh, of the thing. Man. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, all these we... issues still exist when it's hot out. <laughs> well, when we did, back in 2011, Chris and I were both on the organizing committee for the initial slut walk that was in uh, yeah. Vancouver. Like, oh, yeah. And, you know, it, and, major changes of opinion after the fact and whatnot. And we learned a lot from doing that. God yeah. bless us baby feminists. God bless us baby feminists. But I just... Trying to learn and move And it was, it was so rainy that day mm-hmm. and it, we did not have preparations for it. But speakers was half an hour and then Good we got call. going. Good but call. we had we had weird... We had like stops for speakers. I thought that was a little weird. It was a little weird, but it also worked a little bit better than mm-hmm. trying to just do it all in one place because we would march and then people's blood would get moving and then we'd stop and then give a megaphone to somebody and they would give like a two or three minute that talk. That sounds great. Because I was right. standing there for two hours. Yeah, you no, know? we were... We, we was, like, we was moving. It was a mobile yeah, thing for sure. But we did stop... We started with... Um, the, Angela Davis? Or? Yeah, Angela... No, God. Who am I thinking of? Yeah, Anne-Marie Ange- McDougal. Angela Davis is like a really another famous lady. person. Yeah. Another lady. Another super really, famous, amazing like, black got, woman. Yeah. You got her on your first one. Oh I God, know. I don't know. But we also I've been had reading a lot of hot takes. <laughs> Who was the uh, Ellen? What the hell is her full Woodsworth. name? Ellen Wordsworth. Yeah, mm-hmm. the uh, former she, city councilor. She, she chained mm. herself to Parliament or something oh, in the legislature. Sure. And, uh, 
She chained herself to something. It was good. I remember what it was for. Yeah. Super impactful. Yeah. We had her talking, but it was raining so hard that the umbrella was pouring water into her bag, her oh, like no. laptop bag. So I took a clipboard oh. and flipped Well, she was talking. So I took a clipboard, flipped it, and then like held it under while she's talking just to divert the flow. Oh, the flow of water. Oh, Après la deluge. You know, it was, that was a weird day. So yeah, marches are complicated. And, yes. Yeah, very hard to, hard to put together. Did you see some good signs? Anything stick out in your head? There was one, and we saw it going through. And we're like, what the fuck is with that sign? Like, T-Rexes are women, too? Or T-Rexes were women, too? And we're like, what the fuck? And we saw it was a little girl. And was like, ah! Oh, it's, a it's a child. Most, <laughs> most of the dinosaurs on Jurassic Park were ladies. What? There was some, oh my god, some fucking whatever guy on Twitter that was like, oh, blah, 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 like, you want to make everything change and make everybody gender fluid and queer, like, like, you would go so far as to, like, make, like, the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park to be gender fluid, and it's like, dude, my dude. My dude. My dude, that's the whole story. That's they the changed because of the frog DNA. <laughs> my dude, it's parthenogenesis. Oh, boy, it is boy. a scientific thing. It's, it's called You science. may look it up. Oh, Please boy. help yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I saw a lot of pictures. I did not go to the march. I am... In need of recharging on weekends lately. I don't blame you. So. And I couldn't go last year, and I was trying mm-hmm. to remember. I'm like, yeah, why didn't I go last year? You're pregnant. <laughs> I was like, no, I had a three week old baby. Oh. <laughs> Which, if I was pregnant, I probably still could have gone. True, 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 true. So I don't know. Probably over a year old now? Yeah, turn, she turned one on Christmas Eve. Oh my God. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. She popped out on Christmas, on Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Christmas so I'm like, oh, it was super, super cold because it was crazy icy last winter. It was mm-hmm. insane. And then I was like, oh yeah, I had a new baby. Three week old baby. The most legit reason to not do anything. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> That's why you it. did it, right? Don't beat yourself <laughs> up about this. Year. I mean, so to, this year I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. Nice. So you have two kids. Two kids, a three year old and a one year old. You now. like them? Yeah, they're great, as far as kids go. I think it's a legit question. So people do like to pause and go, yes, I do. Most of the time I like them. They are very... I only watch your Instagram stories. (laughs) Out of all of the Instagram stories of everyone I follow, I only watch yours. And everybody else, I'm like, I don't want to see you screaming in the club. I want to see what these weird babies are doing. What are these kids doing today? What are they doing? What is what is Margot staring at in the middle distance? Yes. What is Poppy trying to put on her head? There, Margot's an intense child. Do your kids hey? have any like spooky stuff? Like, do no. they can see ghosts and shit? Well, there like, was one. There was when, pa- when Margot was really, really little. I'd sit. We have a, like a rocking chair in her room, and I'd sit holding her. And their eyes don't work great at the beginning, right? <laughs> they don't know how to do anything yet. Like they can literally see. From boob to your face. Like that, like about 12 inches. That's mm-hmm. how far their eyes work for like the first three months. Yep. They don't need to see more than that. And mm-hmm. then after that, it slowly develops and it gets it gets more intense. So I guess she was just figuring out how her eyes worked. And she's just, it was like, of course, like three in the morning. And she's just looking over my shoulder <laughs> up into the corner of the bedroom. And I'm like, I'm not looking in that corner. I'm just not. I'm just going to pretend everything's fine. She's just, their eyes are they don't know what they're doing yet. They're just eyes. She has no control over them. There is not a ghost behind me. I will be fine. <laughs> oh, there was definitely like a great great grandmother oh, standing for there. For sure. For definite. We sure. live in a super old house. There's yeah. for sure something. Hell of haunted. Yes. I just like asking most parents about that. There's a lot of weird shit though. Mm-hmm. Everybody's a lot bought of people, a story. A lot of people have stories about their kids seeing mm-hmm. things or talking about people or yeah. Like, I, I, that's one of the, I'm not a big Reddit person, but whenever it's a thread of like, like I'd ask Reddit of like, what's the weirdest thing your child has ever said or the most terrifying thing your kid has ever said unprompted. And they're so engaging. I'm just like, oh my God, (laughs) children are a conduit to the other side. And they're cool with it. And they are cool. Like they're un- 
flustered. They're fine. There's like, yeah, there's just a weird guy with no face who lives in the closet and he talks to me sometimes. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Closet Dave. Yeah. Wait, Dave is your husband. Yeah. Steve. <laughs> I'm just coming up with a random name. Closet Steve. Closet Steve. He lives Nobody's named Dave. No, only like a third of all guys our age. Yeah. Or Mike. <laughs> you can have Mike, Dave, Matt, or Sean. There's a lot of Dan's too. Ooh, I know a, a lot, lot of Sean's. I know so many Sean's. I don't know very many Dan's. That might be like a two years older than me. Maybe. 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 Maybe that was the year for it. Maybe, Maybe. 1980 was the year for it. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> the year of Dan. The year of Dan's. The year oh, Dan's of Dan. and Dave's. Because I think when my husband was in high school, there was a bunch of Dave's. And there was like, there were so many Dan's. Like, that you go by your last initial, right? Mm-hmm. And there was two Daniel W's. Oh, my. So one was Daniel Wah, and one was Daniel Wee. <laughs> they had, like, there's so many Wah, Wah, Wah. They had to, like, differentiate. <laughs> so. Oh, a confederacy of Dan's. Oh, there was only ever one Abby. I was the only one I really? ever knew. Oh, my God, there's my so many little life. Abbies now. And now mm. it's a really popular you know, name. like, 14-year-old girls, there's going to be a ton of Abbies, because yes. it feels like Abby was such a big name in the 2000s. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. you might say. So oh my sorry. God. I'm so sorry I did not have enough coffee today. <laughs> this just makes me a weird idiot. Well, I remember when I was in my early 20s, it was the first time I ever saw like a ruler with my name on it. Really? Never. Was there next was to Bort? never. I wish. Oh, my son is also Bort. <laughs> um, was that going to be Poppy's name if she was a boy? Bort? Bort, oh, I wish. <laughs> Dave probably would have been like. Pretty, no, that could be a middle name. Pretty on board for it. That could have been a middle name. <laughs> it would have been okay. Baby on board. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, so I, I was like 23, and I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm buying this sparkly ruler. It's got my name on it. This has literally never happened before. Yeah. <laughs> still like, have it. It's like, it's, this is my ruler. I don't see your name. Oh, oh, wait, I do. It's there. Don't take my ruler. Katie, you saw some dirty wrestle boys yesterday. Oh yeah, oh boy, yeah. We're getting into the uh, getting into the what? Did, how was your week section? Yes. Uh, that was the best night of my life. Honestly, oh, man. <laughs> tell me about it. It's I was still awake at like one o'clock in the morning, and Katie like I was losing was my like, noodle. Oh my god! It was like this actually because well, I was on my way home, and I was like insane. audio medium. So audio I'm me- sure that everybody... no one saw. It was no, no, no. It was actually like this. <laughs> Good. Nobody tell anybody. <laughs> Top secret. So she was jerking it. I was jerking. It. I was full on flicking the bean. Um, no, I wasn't. That would be so rude, guys. I yeah. only just met Abby today after knowing her online for several years. <laughs> um, yeah. So I love pro wrestling, and my wife loves it even more. And when I found out about Ballroom Brawl, which is the ECCW, one of two big shows they do every year mm. at the Commodore Ballroom. Oh, uh, shit. And it's like $20 for yeah. a ticket for like a big wrestling event. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, I just saw it and I was like, I'm buying these. And I just bought them and put it on the calendar. And as it approached, I got more and more excited because they kept adding more people to the show that I already ah, knew about. Like Cat nice. Power, who this is her T-shirt that I'm wearing right now. Oh, there you go. Um, she was a guest on our podcast last year and she was hysterical. Chris got her on here because... She also works at the Commodore Ballroom, and Chris complimented her muscles, I believe, is what <laughs> happened. She went, thanks, I'm a pro wrestler. I'm very charming. <laughs> and then charmed her onto our podcast within oh, several days. It was really quite incredible. Excellent job. It was an excellent episode, and yes. then afterwards we were both even more into it. So Yeah. So I went. So I, she was added to it, and this wrestler named Joey Ryan was added to okay. it. He is... Um, what is known in the industry as a comedy heel. Oh, yes. Which means he's a... You've heard of this before. Mm, yes. uh, You're friends with Graham Clark, so I'm, you've yes, heard a few things have, about wrestling. Yes. Uh, from time to time. And so, I grew up in the 80s, so I'm familiar with... Sure, 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 sure. Wrestling. So it's, it's very much like a Ric Flair-y kind of yeah. vibe or something like that. And he is... 
He looks like the comedian Rob Delaney more than anybody okay. else. I, I like he's very hairy. He's very broad in the body, and he has like a big thick beard and or mustache at mm. any given time. Not just a beard with no mustache, because that would be an Amish face, and that It'd would be very, that'd be weird. very unsexy. Be uh, Irving, what hast thou done? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so he's his thing. <laughs> Is that so? There's one kind of wrestling out of Japan called strong style, which is just the most hardcore. You bleed, you get bruised, you just sell everything. It's yeah. not even, you just take the bump. You get hurt when you do strong style. But what Joey is the king of is dong style wrestling. <laughs> so this spot evolved from him working in Japan and working with a veteran who was maybe like a little bit too old to be doing really like sophisticated, difficult okay. moves. So he's like, and I'm going to not try to not do the accent, which they do in the interview, which is basically just like, why don't we just say that your big American penis <laughs> is so strong that just touching it makes me flip over, <laughs> basically. So wow. this spot has evolved where anybody, like, oh they just, it's called the U-Porn Plex now because he's sponsored by U-Porn. Oh my God. Is that if you touch Good his penis. Good for monetizing it. Let's do there it. There is like a, like a nexus of, like... Erotic power and or energy that's so and strong yes. and co- concentrated in his root chakra oh, that boy. if you grab it, you basically you scowl and grimace in pain and fall to the floor, writhing in agony. And then he summons several extra power ups of his dick power <laughs> and then flips the person over completely. It is the, spectacular, a true thing of beauty. Oh that's spectacular, and the uh, the. The um, officials at this match try to stop it. They're like, the Commodore is not licensed for pornography. We can't do pornographic material. The U-Pornplex is banned. And they're like holding up these signs and they come into the ring and he grabs their hands and puts them on his dick. Oh my God, beautiful. (laughs) And then they like scream. Yeah. It was incredible. Outstanding. So, and he was like just sitting. That makes for a good show. It was so good. And he's just sitting at the merch table just saying hi to people and signing off on autographs. and, And... I, I went and I bought a shirt and I bought a sign thing and he signed it to me and he just put his hands out like in front of him like like I don't know if he was asking for tithing or something sure. like that he was just like thank you so much for your support and I've got like t-shirts and shit in my so I just put everything down and put my hands in his hands <laughs> and we just hold hands and look into each other's eyes and I go namaste <laughs> and then leave <laughs> And then I went back my later and got a. Your dong. And my dong recognizes your dong. That's exactly how I felt inside. Uh, even though I don't have one, uh, spiritually your I had spiritual a dong in that, dong. Moment, in that moment. I did. Yes. And then I went back and got another. I got a selfie with him after, which was oh, really beautiful. great. He's like looked like a, just a big, thick, like gay bear wrestler. Even though I think he's straight, nice. but who knows? Live your truth, Joey Ryan. Go for it. So it was a great night, and I ran into so many people I knew from high school that I used to, like, go to Boston Pizza on Pasta Tuesday with. All of my dirtbag friends from North Delta. Nice. Uh, so it was great to see them. Most That's of them have not so aged funny. at all, which is so amazing. Yeah. Or, which is to say they haven't really changed that much at all, which, you know it's what? a nice way of saying it. And then I ran into my old boss on the way home, which was, I haven't seen him in six or seven years at least. And he was so happy to see me. He was just like, I was talking well, about you tonight. Nice. He had been talking about me that night. He's like, I was just telling you about my son about you and how you do comedy now and just how proud of you I am. Oh I was my like, God. What the hell is happening? Uh, the universe works in strange ways. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I'm just like having kind of a weird 24 hours that's, that's been interesting. So that's nostalgic pretty much. And, yeah. I had a shitty week and then it had a great cap on Spiritual dong do reached out across the ether and grabbed onto Joey Ryan's, and then everything became right in the world. Yeah, 
Yeah. Dong style. <laughs> Fear the dick spot. <laughs> that just really, truly delights me a lot. Yeah. Dong style wrestling. Mm-hmm. Pretty great. Pretty we'll be, great. We'll be Googling that later. Yes. There absolutely. will be consequences yes, for it. be careful. <laughs> Abby, how was your week? <laughs> it was good. I didn't even get up to much. Other than the March, I guess. Other than, but it was just Saturday. Yeah. I'm just regular stuff. Mm-hmm. Driving the kids around. Getting go to the grocery store. <laughs> constantly going back to the grocery store because you're always forgetting something. Food snacks. You always need more food. Ugh. They eat so much, but then they don't seem to eat. Oh, man. Or you <laughs> give them food and then you just throw it away because they don't eat it. Or just eat what they haven't eaten. Yeah, eating a, a lot I'm of like, crusts. Okay, sure, yeah. You want more scrambled eggs? Okay, because that's all you will eat. <laughs> All right. At least it's eggs. I totally, totally understand now from, like, friends with, like, lots of young kids and stuff like that, where it's like, oh, you know, picky eaters, we've got to encourage their palate and whatever. It's like, yeah, that's a great idea, however. Yeah, it's a great theory, (laughs) but actually making sure your kid eats enough to stay alive and be, like, not just a shitty mess all the skeleton time. Child. Like a with a yeah. Te- yeah, and throwing temper tantrums and freaking out all the time because they're hangry. Oh, right, <laughs> well, yes. Oh, twist, man. child. Hangry oh, children. Oh, God. <laughs> so, they got, the baby is a beast. The baby will eat anything. <laughs> it's like a game now we play. Like, what can we put in front of her? She will eat it. What it's will down the hatch. Eat? Every, if it's ingestible and digestible, she will eat it. So wow. we're, we're riding that high now because I know by the time she hits three, like her sister, she will have five things. <laughs> oh man, yeah, three to three to eight is the time. Oh man, three to eight. That was me. Yeah, I ate anything until that point, except one time when mom tried to eat me, make me eat bread. Tried to eat me. <laughs> mom tried to eat me. <laughs> that didn't go well. <laughs> she, she was just like, <laughs> she's like, I don't know about this one. <laughs> you weren't into it, weirdly. Yeah, I was like, don't bore me, mom. Um, you know, she tried to force me to eat broccoli because she just like didn't want a wimpy child that didn't eat things, and I just didn't like it. And then. Uh, she forced me to eat it, and I threw it up in her face. The more you dig in, the more they will dig in. Oh, yeah. my God. And I'm not a stu- I was not a stubborn child, but in that one, when it came to food, I was like, don't this make me eat food. This is the hill you are going to die on. Don't force me to eat food. Like, I still have a thing about it. Like, I get nervous going to eat at people's houses where oh, they're cooking sure. for me, and I don't get to pick what I'm yeah, eating. Yeah, you don't, have, I'm just you don't like, know what's happening. I yeah. eat most things. I don't know why I get nervous. I'm just like, if I hate it, and I still have to eat it, what's going to happen? Oh, man. Like, I hate dark restaurants. Because I can't see what's on my plate. <laughs> hate it. You're gonna you hate that blind one then. Hey, oh god, that dark is table. Not one for me. That dark is not, table. No mm, thanks. No, because I don't like onions. Okay. And they're infecting everything. They yes, really it are. is absolutely true. And I don't like mushrooms, and they're infecting everything. Yeah, those are the two things that usually get softened and put into things at absolutely. first. Those are my two favorite. And they're foods. and they're two <laughs> things that um like the majority of people really enjoy. I know I'm an outlier with this. <laughs> no, well the not liking mushrooms is pretty common, I think. Oh man, I can't and my mom my mom was just like, But Abby, they make everything taste better. I'm like, No, they make everything taste like fucking onions. And if we don't like the taste of onions, mm. that's not gonna it's not gonna work. Yeah, they're pretty uh dominant. Yeah. <laughs> I hated them so much as a kid. My mom would cut them huge into pasta sauce so mm. that I could, so you pick, could pick them, them out. out. You gotta either cut them up super tiny so I don't know they're there, or you gotta cut them super big so I know they're there and I can easily take them out. <laughs> That's my logic. Is it is it is it the flavor or is it the texture? For onions, it's the flavor, and for mushrooms, it's the texture. Okay, interesting. I feel the same way about cooked mushrooms. I don't like the texture of them. They're slimy and crunchy and at the weird. same time. See, I don't like cooked bell peppers like that. Same same reason. Cooked bell peppers, not into it. Slimy and crunchy at the same time. I just think they're too dominant. They come into a dish and they're just like, "What's up? I'm the main flavor, and you can't taste anything else." It's me, red pepper. I'm the loudest person at this party. Yes, absolutely. And if you ain't red pepper's friend. Then you go to play. Yeah, no. It's like, oh, God, okay, this is a red pepper party. I'm just gonna, mm. I'll have one drink and then I'm gonna Yeah, there you go. 
<laughs> so polite. I'm gonna do what I can. Find a plant to scoop you into. Or oh my god! <laughs> Did you see that? Like this, I fucked up on Reddit. Like it came with a steak. The steak. What? <laughs> guy, guy went to his wife's boss's house for dinner. It was just the three of them. So already pretty intense. And, and the wife, like, laid onto him, like, this is important, don't fuck this up, don't be weird, don't do any, like, don't say anything, like, untoward or anything. You know, of course, building it up, which means something fucking stupid is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So the, they were having a great time, good appetizers, whatever, and then the main course comes out, and it's a steak. And the guy cuts into his, and it's, like, raw, like, too raw. Super rare. And he was like, uh... I hate this. I can't do it. Can't do it. And so then he notices an open window, <laughs> and he goes. And what the other huh? the the host goes to the kitchen to check on dessert or something. Mm-hmm. Oh so man! So he picks it up like a fucking frisbee and like tries to fling it out the window. Window wasn't open. Slaps into the window. Window and just was huge not <laughs> Blood sliding down. And, and then the host comes back and checks it out, and it's just sitting there. And then there's the steak juice on the window. Just like. The wife's just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I want this to end with them all being closer together now. <laughs> I think it ended up being okay. Yeah, he, he ate the steak. <laughs> I think it ended up being okay. And the Sorry, wife just, just played off the the husband just being an idiot. Yeah. Like, really played up that angle. He's just, and he, he just picked it. it up to look at it and just flung it. So I don't know. That's so weird. How do you actually play that off? Yeah. Just how do you bounce back from that? Did you guys hear about a different version of that story that's way grosser? Yes. With the two the, windows? Yes. Yes. Ooh. Was the girl on a Tinder date? Did you hear about this no. in, Br- in like Birmingham or something in England? in England? Do you hate this? Is it awful? It's pretty no, goddamn funny. It's, it's gross, but it's, I'm familiar with the story. It's pretty goddamn funny. And because they, I had read about it like on the Daily Mail months ago, and then they brought it up again on Big Fat Quiz of the Year because I just oh, watch gosh. British panel shows because they're on YouTube. People upload them. And the guy from the story was there. He's like, why is he here? And they have to, like, ask him yes or no questions. Like, were you... uh, It's like, yeah, I was famous on the internet for a minute. It's like, oh my god, okay. Are you the guy whose Tinder date came over, used the bathroom, the poo wouldn't flush, so she wrapped it in toilet paper and tried to throw it out the window, but it got stuck between two windows. And then she got stuck trying to retrieve the had to call the fire department. They had to take out the whole window. And then there was, like, a GoFundMe or something to, like, pay for a new window. Because they had to, like, totally remove it from the frame. And Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Like, it's no second date, probably. Like It just kept getting worse. First, first you gotta poop. Even that, even just having to poop oh, on a date is I'm literally worst. seeing stars right now. Oh, my God. God. Have you guys seen um, oh, uh, The Big Sick? Yes, I watched it very recently. Yes, yeah, so did I. There's just, there's a great part where she's getting up, like, in the middle of the night, like, 3 a.m. She's just throwing her clothes on, and Kumail's like, where are you going? She's like, I'm just going to the diner down the street. Like, they have really good coffee there, so I'm going to get some coffee there, and I'm going to, like, work on some writing. And he's like, well, I'll go with you. No! You can't come with me! <laughs> and then, like, goes on for a little while, and she's like, because I have to shit, okay? <laughs> I have to take a big, nasty shit! <laughs> just like oh my god I, it took everything in my body to not just tweet at Emily Gordon at that exact moment and be like me too girl, girl. me too oh, girl man. me too yeah 
Yeah, you're living that life with the separate bathrooms. Separate bathrooms. Mm. My wife and I have been together almost 10 years. I did not fart in front of her first six of those. I was pregnant with my second child. When you farted in front of her. First time I farted in front of her. We've been together since the year 2000. Oh my God, that's that's incredible. I never thought I'd meet anybody else like me. (laughs) My butt's like a diamond, usually. (laughs) Ass tight like a diamond. Oh man, yeah, it's. That's a closed up real tight. After the second. <laughs> and I, I got it through the first one, pregnancy too. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. You gave birth in front of him. It's different. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't count. No. And if there was a lot of poop in the first birth too, so there you go. <laughs> Something about farting though. I don't know what it is. It's just, because you, you can stop it. But that's the thing. You have control. Yeah. Ish. You can kind of stop it. Yeah. You could not shit in front of your partner your whole life. Yeah, yeah. Unless you, right. unless you give birth in front of it and in front of the person, and you just sorry, sorry about my butt, guys. Yeah, that's one of the things that they don't tell you. I feel like I've been told this a lot. So I think there's a culture now of women like letting other women know that this happens. You I, will poop in front of a room full of people, and you won't care. Mm-hmm. You will not care. Don't know if you know, Chris is a retired doula. Oh no way! <laughs> yes. <laughs> She has attended 10 births, 11 births. So there you go. 10, so maybe yeah. you've seen some poop in your time. I sure have, yeah. Did all of them poop? Yeah. <laughs> it's all, it's the same muscles. Yeah. Can't not unless you get a uh, call the midwife style old timey enema. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, just watching High, Mad Men. hot, and a hell of a lot. I was just watching Mad Men and it's the third season where, where Betty gives birth to the third kid. And she gets twilight Smile sleep. Alert, and she gets the, the, and there's like, well, we're going to give you the twilight sleep and then we're going to give you an enema. And, and we're going to shave you. Yeah, we're going to shave you and be on your way. It's like, oh, good. I mean, yeah. Sounds pretty... <laughs> no, not really. Like, I'm so... I can see the benefits of getting it beforehand, but also just like... Yeah. Just, You're yeah. just gonna poop. Just do it's it. It's just yeah. coming out, man. Just poop it out. Just poop the out baby the pooped on me. I pooped on her. It's good. It's okay. Yeah, you're, babies you're poop like... You're poop brothers now, yeah. in addition to they being bonded. mother and daughter. Yeah. <laughs> like, babies poop, poop inside of you sometimes. Yes. Like, yeah. That's that's real. Sick. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> Ew. Oh, and you look them in the eyes and still love them after they oh, pooed inside man. of your body. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Love them so much. Yeah. It's, uh, I used to be super crunchy, like doula, whatever. It's like, oh, everyone needs to, like, really experience, like, everything. And, you know, like, the pain, like, you can just work through that, blah, blah, blah. I haven't actually had kids myself, so then people <laughs> were just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's a and lovely story. Like, yeah. Fair enough. And so Fair there enough. were a couple, a couple of friends that had, like, an epidural and just like, this is the best. And, I like, wanted to marry my epidural. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. And I'm so, I'm so, like, not scared of it anymore oh. <laughs> after I've seen it it's just like oh yeah modern medicine is very good I, I know it doesn't work for everybody but that mm-hmm. was one of the best things I've ever experienced in my life you have fun for both babies I didn't have it for the second one because she came out like a fucking cannonball oh, really? yeah. I was like following there the was drama no on social media there was no time you were, what 20 minutes after you got to the hospital or something yeah, like that but, yeah about half an hour oh my goodness and like I'm filling out the paperwork and I'm like get the epidural get it going like I'm not even like in the hospital yet technically and I'm like call the person with the thing and they get the get them down here because I know sometimes it takes a while and then somebody <laughs> had to tell you and then they're just like well I, I, we, I, I almost had my baby on the toilet she could have been a toilet I baby. Why did you had know? a toilet baby of my own. <laughs> that been a perfect story forever. Now it's just she almost was born a in the Christmas, toilet. Christmas now. Eve toilet baby. <laughs> Christmas Eve toilet miracle. <laughs> Pitches in Netflix. There They're going to go. make it. They'll film it in July Cash inside of my checks. house. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, so I was I was, wait, I was having peeing and I was waiting for the contractions to stop to get up and move on with the pr- procedure. And then it's like, oh, something's, something's changed. That's... Some difference happening down there now. <laughs> and then he's like, something's happening in here. 
my midwife comes in. She goes, oh, that's the baby's head. We need to move. Yeah. So she's. I have my pants around my ankles. She's g- leading me by my arm. Are you running. like holding her in? Oh, for, well, we weren't that far along yet. Yeah. But my pants around my ankles run me to literally the closest room. I'm like, I'm not even fully on the table. <laughs> I remember Dave like taking my sneakers off, rip, like pulling my sweatpants off. <laughs> Didn't have time to take like any other clothes off or anything. And boom, there she was. Wow. So there was Got no time. Got it done quick though. There was no time. There was, but there was also no time for anything to go wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't tired. I was fine. And it's like they, I went home like, I don't know, four hours later. Oh my ridiculous. gosh. Wow, nice. Bounce back quickly. Bounce back. <laughs> well, I had midwife care and the hospital mm-hmm. will let you go home if they know there will be a midwife coming to your house later that day. Mm-hmm. And then also day three and day five and day seven. Because one of the benefits of having midwife is that they come to you yes. after the birth, Beauty. which is awesome. So they knew there was no damage. I didn't, no worries. The baby was fine. I was fine. He was like, yeah, go home. I'm like, yeah, fuck, I want to go home. I don't want to be in a fucking hospital. If I can just go home and chill out. Go home and chill out. <laughs> just be back in my house and in this weird hospital. So, that was an experience. Nicely done. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Two and babies. Two babies. And I'm good. You're good. We're good. Closed up shop. Yeah, we're good. They are very cute. We got two good ones. <laughs> two good ones. We, we joked that the first one we did, we did pretty good on the first one. We lucked out, so we're going to keep her. Also, that's, that's second one. I also have two very good birth pregnancies and births, so I don't want to tempt fate. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> because I know they can be very different. Like the same woman can have different experiences, oh, yeah. right, with different pregnancies and different ages, and so I'm like, you know what? I think we're gonna end on a high note. Yeah, on a good experience. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're and you should probably not have more babies and you have hands to separate them from each other. Oh god, seriously. <laughs> yeah, now we're even. <laughs> And the little one's getting old enough now to, like, get all up in the other She's one's like, face. Uh, I think I just learned how to antagonize. How are you oh, doing right sure. now? I li- put my finger up your nose. I literally, like, literally asked my older kid. and like, she's over here. She's touching my stuff. I'm like, what is she doing? Nothing. I'm like, exactly. <laughs> just let her be. I'm wondering <laughs> if you're observing any truth to this thing that I've just sort of noticed anecdotally with my friends who have two children, which is that the first child, especially if the first child's a girl, which sounds gender bullshit, but like it's very sensitive, and the second child that comes around is a lot more physical. Oh, 100. You nailed it. 100%. Okay. That is I've definitely 100% accurate to my experience. Okay. Because yeah. I've, I've noticed that with people. Uh, I don't know anybody who has an older boy right okay. now. Like, so I, I know people who have like two girls. So or your, t- your pool a girl is, and a is younger. very small that you're drawing from. This is like five or six different people okay. I know that have two kids. So yeah. I've just noticed that like when they have like between like a year or five years apart, like mm-hmm. if the first kid is often like just so emotionally sensitive. Yes. Actually, the one that isn't is probably Jack. Yeah. 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 They're the, they're the pool with the, they're both, the, they're the uh, outliers. Both of their kids though, both of their kids are super physical and like rough and tumble and like super cute and just like. They're just hilarious. Yeah. Just Jack's so funny, he gets, like, a little baby Glenfiddich bottle and fills it with water and pretends to drink, like, grown-ups. So, so, nice. Which is like, wow, what a lens on our behavior. Yeah, it was not When great. it's reflected back at you. It was not looks great. Looks a little that different. Was a, that was a weird barbecue. It was really <laughs> funny, though. <laughs> at least it was funny. But, yeah, no, my friend, my one of my best friends, Chelsea, we used to live together. Um, she got pregnant with her first at the same time that I got engaged, and we were, like, all moving on in our lives and yeah. stuff. And, uh... And their first kid is five now, and she is she's a beautiful, wonderful kid, so sensitive to everyone's emotions. Mm. And if you, like, I came to visit, and she was like, just so you know, 
June's not going to say She'll goodbye be weird. to you. Yeah. She's not going to say goodbye to you. She's going to love you while you're here, but when you leave, she's going to feel betrayed. Yes. Don't take it personally. <laughs> it totally happened. She did not want to talk to me. I'm like, I'm leaving. She's like, yeah, nobody's home. Sad little face. I was Aww. like, well, I'll see you when I get back. And there you will you not go. remember that you were upset with me. Yeah, and it'll be fine. <laughs> and it'll be fine. And their little boy just likes to pretend to mow the lawn for two hours at a time. <laughs> oh. Yes, my baby is a human monster truck. Yeah, I think I think that uh, that Poppy and uh, and Jasper would probably get on very well. Yes, they're constantly, and it's the age too, where like her her desire to move far exceeds her ability. Vastly outstrips her ability. <laughs> yes. to move. So she wants to climb. She wants to go. She wants to be there. She wants to see this. But she's a ba- she's a fucking baby. She's she a baby. She can't, she, can't, she can't even stand. She can't even stand for one point seven. You seconds. have to hold on to something to stand. Ugh, silly baby. Stupid babies. <laughs> I don't know shit. But we also say that my husband is is a, he's a, a, he's like classic introvert. Yep. My oldest kid is I'm is, is a more of an introvert. Mm-hmm. I am I am an ambivert. I can swing either way. Hey. But, but more extroverted tendencies. I'm an extroverted ambivert. <laughs> I can relate to that. Um, I love to be alone, but I also like to be but around But also people. like do stuff. Yeah. Like leave the house. Or is Dave like, if he could not leave the house ever, he would be so happy. <laughs> I can is, also relate to that a little that bit, but that's usually life. me when I'm depressed. Yes. So that's that's when I'm Maybe like, oh, I ideal. would love to never live or never leave. I would love to never live. <laughs> I'd love to be dead. Great. No, that's not how it I feel. <laughs> Maybe a little bit last week, but I was also PMSing really hard. Ooh, so boy, yeah, that'll do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate to admit it. Like, is this, is this possibly hormonal? Fuck you. No way. How Fuck dare you. you. Stab your eyes out. I'm going to eat them like olives out of a martini. <laughs> to plan your demise in a hundred yes. different ways. <laughs> Death by a thousand cuts. <laughs> and then two days later, you're like, I feel great. Oh, I, I feel great. You. You're Fun. great. I hugged a greasy wrestle boy, and now I feel awesome. Oh, I mean, how that works. Some good, good pheromone smell. He was so sweaty, and it got all over me. Ooh, Ooh yeah. <laughs> Normally that would gross me out, but he was like very attractive. You were so. taken in by the dong power. What did yes, you know? <laughs> just that the, the power of the dong style. I desperately wanted to get a photo of me like grabbing onto his junk and just looking like I was gonna die, but I also thought that that would be sexual harassment <laughs> and assault. But I mean, if I asked permission, that could still say, make him feel uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't. He would feel pressured to say yes. Yes, and I didn't want to do that. So I was just like, does it cost money to take a photo with you? And he said, not at all. Come here. <laughs> Come here, Let's sweetie. Do it. <laughs> I was like, yes, please. Rude. Oh, it's just, yeah, it's, wrestling's very sexy. <laughs> There's a lot of really, like, the guy who won yes. is uh, super young to win. He's like a, he's an indigenous guy and his character is, is Andy the Dreadful Bird. Okay. Which is a very cool, and he is, he comes out, like, with an entourage, and they have these, like, electrified, like, LED, like, Thunderbird costumes on, basically. Wow. With, like, wings and Impressive. a big mask, almost like a plague doctor, but, like, sure. but different. Just, like, gothic, gothic native, basically, is, the, is his cool. style. And he came out and fought a guy that sort of looked like a, like, the Joker, but slightly melting, so he kind of looked like old Greg from, uh, <laughs> from the Mighty Boosh. <laughs> With, like, long, stringy green hair, and his name's Ravenous Randy. Oh, boy. But he's, like, he's older, and he trained Andy, and so they were fighting each other, and so Randy he... Randy and Andy. Yeah, and, so Andy won, and uh, and Randy went down, even though he's, like, gone on to the pros, like, the big pro leagues mm. now. But it was really cool, because Andy's, like, he's 26, he has, like, a kid, and he's trying to start up this thing called the Bird's Nest, which is mm. basically uh, transitional housing for... Uh, 
the native youth from his hometown in Saskatchewan, like from he's he's part of like the Cree Nation mm-hmm. uh, over in Saskatchewan, like just north of there, and uh, so he's trying to create like um, a community center basically cool. for for young adults. Who, wow, yeah, that's awesome. He seems like a really cool guy. I was reading up on him yesterday. I was like, maybe we can get him on the podcast. Too. Yeah, oh, very cool. Feel like I got it in with the wrestlers. You know, yeah. Not... Oh my god. It's it's a lot it. like knowing comedians where you're like oh the barrier's so high and then you're like no, no it isn't it's, not. <laughs> it's really not just go talk to just them. nice it's people fine. for the most part it's fine don't try to grab them on the body especially the dong area yeah don't grab the dong area don't touch generally speaking especially don't touch Dave <laughs> it's a pretty pretty good rule with like most people don't touch unless invited to do so yeah it's a pretty good rule generally. who knew 2018 We'd still have to explain that to them. Yeah. It's bullshit. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the fact that you can just kind of talk to people if you admire them, and they mostly like to be told that, that you like what they do. Yeah. yeah. That's how my husband met with Graham Clark. <laughs> really? Yes. He, we went to his... Not to just only talk about Dave. The origin story. No, I'm, I've never heard this story <laughs> before, so I'm very curious. Dave was interested in doing stand-up. Um, I think we'd been dating for probably about five or six years by then. I always thought he was funny. Um... And he's, he loved Zach Galifianakis, and okay. Zach Galifianakis was in town shooting that, what was it, Elijah Dushku thing where the, we were in the morgue? True Calling? True Calling, that was the one. He was in town shooting that, and he would come and do a spot every once in a while at Graham's show on the drive. Was that when he was dating Watermelon? I believe so, yes. <laughs> Pop yes. cookies by Circa Watermelon. 2005. <laughs> oh, a good time. So, like, right around the Live at the Purple Onion. Anyway, maybe a little bit later than that. Um, but, uh... Taking so since 2000. <sighs> Amazing. We were, we were babies. Um, but we just started going to Graham's show, because he heard that Zach Galifianax was going to be there, and we just got, saw all these other people doing it, and... He's like, I can do that. And Dave's like, well, if a room like this, Joe Blow from Vancouver, who's nobody, can do a set, and Zach Galifianakis can do a set on the same show, mm-hmm. like, that's... That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Every, everybody, it's, it's very accessible, right? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, like, totally. I don't need to feel, oh, I'm not good enough. I don't have what it takes. Like, mm-hmm. literally anybody can do it. Yeah. You just got to have the cajones to get up on the stage and <laughs> actually do it. The huevos. So he, then one time, I think we'd been going for maybe a few months, and then Dave just introduced himself to Graham. And of course, Graham, who was like, Literally one of the, the nicest, nicest human beings yeah. I've ever come across in my entire life. I've never fucking heard him say anything bad about anybody in my life. And when he does, oh, you're like, oh no, I'm I don't know this person, but I'm with Graham. Yeah. Because if Graham feels this way, I'm with him. It's <laughs> I don't need any other information other than Graham has this opinion. Because he and will I will put be up with some bullshit. Like he is a very patient, He's a very patient human being. But, but like, then if you reach a certain level, you're cut off. Yeah. So you know if you've if you've breached Graham's If I mention someone to him and he goes Ugh, brother, or something like it just like rolls. Is that a pretty good impression? Yes, yeah, absolutely. You take his word, you take he, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, and then that's usually all he will say, yeah. So you're like, that's all you need. He's not gonna talk shit about anybody. So Dave was nervous to talk Dave to was super nervous, that's but then really he did cute. it, and then they hit it off, and Dave started doing sets, and the rest is history. And then yeah. Dave stopped doing stand up because it was that was never his end game, yeah. He just liked. Networking, yeah. the community, and he liked that. the instant feedback, mm-hmm. right? You get from the audience, like you know immediately whether you, it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> oh, like, yeah, yeah, they yeah. will let you know immediately That's whether good this writing is good or not. Yeah. I completely understand why he doesn't do it anymore. Yeah. I, I wish he did, just because I find him very funny. He was so funny. He's so funny. He's one of my favorite people to follow on Twitter. He made 
And his and I don't like Twitter at all. His stand-up style <laughs> translated so perfectly into Twitter because he was like a like a Mitch Hedberg dry one liner. Uh, yeah, kind of one liner, weird, absurd things that start one way and then go another way. I'm just sad and... that I'll never get to see it. Oh, if only I had started like looking at stand-up locally and doing stand-up when I was first interested sure. in it. I would be 13 years in now. Oh man, because oh, in 2005 true, I was true, like, true. oh, I'm doing cook yeah. <laughs> and Mitch Hedberg, don't and then Mitch all. Hedberg died and I was like fuck and then I realized that I was really into comedy yeah that I like cared so much about this guy and Mm. I should have gotten into it for real as myself but because I think of things probably the same way that Dave does which is that that's not for me I can't do it this that's a there's a social risk involved and I don't care for that thank you (laughs) oh man so I think yeah one of the bravest thing Dave's done yeah and it it Worked out to his benefit. Yeah. And then I just gotta go along for the ride. Right, Ooh. Nisco Tales. I'm like, oh, so you wanna do this thing where we just go out to cool spots and I just laugh at people? And have a really and good And support you? Okay. Sounds I can good. do that. You can do that. And then I met some super awesome people. That's good. And I saw some, you know, back when Kevin Lee used to do stand up. Oh, He's not done stand up in forever. Yeah. And I still remember some of his jokes. <laughs> oh, man. There are so many people, a lot of the people who are very good at a lot of different things do stand-up and then they don't do stand-up anymore, and I want them to do stand-up because stand-up's my favorite thing that they do, like Aaron yes, Reed absolutely. is one of the funniest stand-ups in Vancouver, mm-hmm. and he does a hundred other things. He does yes. music, he does improv, he does sketch. Art, everything, you know. He organizes things. He's yeah. he's 25 some or something. Some he's like a dynamos. baby. Oh, yeah. oh man. Just like name-dropping. Abby, we should talk about you Yeah, more. We gotta talk about <laughs> like, you. Yeah, let's not talk about I, other people. I was gonna segue from the, uh, like, the amazing and costumes that you were seeing in wrestling to yes. like fashion design and like because uh-huh. Abby uh-huh. you have a fashion podcast that is named very similarly to this podcast yes! and which started is, around the same time which is one of the reasons that we started connecting is because <laughs> I was like is this okay it's weird because I've already we've already done like five episodes but we haven't released them so don't want you to think we're and trying you to message us and we're like mm, we've already done the artwork and like it lined up a bunch of stuff oh okay. <laughs> but but if you'd if you'd have been like no I hate you I've been like all right fine we got to figure scratch, out what to do scratch it all turns out you're also a very nice <laughs> turns out you're not a monster and there's room for all kinds of hags every yes. kind of hag there hag is to hag all kinds life. of hags. hags yeah hags have a good summer hags. and be a hag yeah hags. also hag for hag, hag life. <laughs> I like uh, it. so yeah so the fashion hags podcast yeah talking about. Fashion. Fashion, design, retail. It's with uh, Katie and... Katie and Evan, uh, Evan. Two of my friends I met in design school. I thought his name was Yvonne because you called him we that call- on the podcast. <laughs> Years ago, a lady called him Yvonne. His name is E-V-A-N. That's Evan. Yeah. It's Evan. And some woman... <laughs> but he's fancy, so he can be Yvonne. He's fancy. And it was like a white lady, English-speaking lady, who called him Yvonne. <laughs> Not even a like, French person? Let, no! let it be known you did a limp wrist movement when you said he fancy. Oh, fancy. <laughs> It means homosexual, doesn't it? Oh, he wicked fancy. <laughs> Sometimes it's just a parade of fancy. He's my he's fanciest just... friend. <laughs> he's really gay. Uh... Yeah, I got it. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't for you, Chris. It's for anyone who's confused. Yeah. No, we hit it. We literally hit it off the first day of school. Like, we were waiting oh, to fashion get... Fashion school? Yes. Oh. Fashion school. We were waiting to get, like, our pictures taken for our student cards. And, like, we were just sitting in the lobby waiting. Did we just become best friends? Yeah. Yeah, we did! <laughs> So, I love friends like that. That's so. It fun. was immediately. Evan was like, "Yeah, we were both." I was was uh, he was reading Vogue magazine. I was reading Vogue magazine. I forget what it was. And we was like, and he just sat next to me, like, mm, "Hello." And when was that? That was the first day of school. That was 2010. 
Oh, wow. And Where then, did you go for fashion school? Uh, there's a little design college here called the Vancouver College of Art and Design. We were, okay. like, the third intake of class, like, of wow. students. Like, it was very new. Cool. Um, and then my other friend, Katie, it was the first class we had. And we were also, like, more mature. So I went back when I was about 30, and I think Katie was, I don't know, 26 or something. Mm-hmm. And everybody else was, like, straight out, of, out of, yeah. straight out of high school, right? This is their first post-secondary experience. These babies are, like, 18, if that. Uh, ew. They're not legal um, <laughs> to drink. Damn. Oh, okay. <laughs> to drink. That's not what I thought you meant. No. <laughs> like, damn, I can't fuck any of these damn students. It! Damn this age of consent. In this 10-year relationship. <laughs> <laughs> but then Katie and I, like, sifted through all the bullshit and then we found each other. And like, like, does anyone here have a crow's foot somewhere? Yes. <laughs> or a mortgage? Or Anybody ever own any cassette tapes? <laughs> we were going to be friends. And we also knew, like, we were also very serious about the program. And we knew we were, like, we weren't figuring our life out. Like, we'd both gotten other degrees, tried other careers that hadn't worked. We'd come back, decided this was what we wanted to do with our life. Mm-hmm. With more focus and intensity than some 18-year-old who likes likes. Clothes. Just loves clothes. <laughs> I just like to draw clothes. Just love reading magazines. I'm really, I'm such a huge fan of like going back to school later in life once you've like figured things oh, out. Oh like, man, it's the best. It just gives more focus to like what you're actually trying to do. Absolutely. And I like, I found I got so much more out of it. Like I went to school, Absolutely. dropped out, went to school, dropped out. Yeah. Like when I finally came back, I was just like, okay. Now I'm in I'm, it to win it. This I'm, is it. Yeah, I'm going to take it seriously. I'm going to do the readings. I'm going to do the work and like. Yeah. Yeah, shit. I went to a, a master's program with like all these like twenty three year olds. So they'd done like they're straight out of their bat bachelors. Yeah, and just that. straight into it, and they just you know still doing like the all nighters and fucking around doing this. And I was just like, no, like especially this day know. and age when education's so expensive. Mm-hmm. Like you can't afford to just fuck around mm-hmm. for tens of thousands of dollars of debt. <laughs> you know that whole underwater basket weaving vibe oh, that people yilly, talk yilly. about. Yeah, can you can imagine how people reacted when at twenty five I was like, I'm gonna go back to school and get my degree in gender studies. Yeah, people were like, Oh, you're gonna learn to you know make pies and oh, yeah, and yeah, do that's laundry, exactly it. Sure. Women's studies. Yeah, remind me to lose lose your number and I'll call you. <laughs> yeah, my my longtime family friend Dennis. Oh, <laughs> really? I'm gonna lose your number. I'm gonna lose your number. I'll never lose your number. <laughs> Just give you shit. For there you go. Just call you on it every time we yeah. talk. Yeah. Nice. Um, so you were so you were super like focused and in, into school. Yeah, because I've been working in the film industry, working at a um, talent agency, mm-hmm. which was great. So neat. And I worked with the literary agent who got jobs for directors and screenwriters, and it was great. Um, and I'd also kind of reached the end of the road there. Like any, the only other other job available to me in that office was to be an agent. Mm-hmm. And that didn't really appeal to me. Mm-hmm. You're not high powered. Get a put a. I could see you in some like good shoulder pad blazer, <laughs> the Bluetooth headpiece. Yeah. <laughs> there was something about being dependent on someone else's talent that I didn't Ooh, like. Yeah, you're basically a pimp. Yes, you're a talent pimp. And if if everything goes great, you're fine. Mm-hmm. But, you but have if to there's rely a fuck up on someone else's way, motivation, someone else's drive, someone availability, else's motivation. yeah, mm-hmm. personality clashes, mm-hmm. and like you are there to build bridges and to mend bridges, mm-hmm. and it is out of your hands. You, you, it's someone else's problem that you are fixing. It is someone else's it, job you are getting. It, it is, is your circus. It is your monkey. It is your oh, circus, no. <laughs> and it is your monkey. But your but your power, like you're not. There's. It's strange that you're called an agent because you you don't have the agency. Ooh. You know, like you think it's not your it's not your career, mm-hmm. but in your career is so dependent on someone else's directly. Yeah, 
It's not like, oh, you work in a team and like whatever. Everybody works together for the same. No, no, you are, you don't have the, and it's about getting like a client. Mm-hmm. One good one that's going to be the moneymaker and then you can afford to take chances and work oh. and, and help lucky younger strike people. It seems really stressful. Yeah. <laughs> I just brought it back and made a Mad Men reference. Never watched that show in my life. <laughs> so great. I'm doing a rewatch right now. It's fantastic. <laughs> Was it a big part of watching the show because of the clothes? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love and, also, and also Don Draper's face. <laughs> also Don Draper's whole entire yeah. meat face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, he's got a big slab of meat face, too. I like that. Yes, his big slab of something. <laughs> Just like a big old big face, man. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what are you I thought you were about? referencing all of the pictures of him, like, with his... I was. Yeah. With his dick just yeah. swinging. Just out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's probably an asshole, but he's so hot. No. No. He's perfect. <laughs> Charming. <laughs> I'm just waiting for me to run into him somewhere. I was following a blog that was really into, they got into the costumes on Mad Men and yes. how the, like, the costume designer is such a thoughtful, really interesting person. Yes. That like, she's very intense, like really put people in yeah. like, oh, this is their power color. Like whenever they're going to do something challenging, I always put, you know, her in yellow or red Green or, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or like you could see which characters had friction because their costumes didn't match or, yeah. or how one person seemed like, you know, she's really uncomfortable in, like, her life, so she's wearing something that, like, clashes with the whole rest of the house or something like that. It's so thoughtful and in-depth and, like... Wow. You don't really think about it, but, like, in... It's sort of, like, a subconscious kind of absolutely. thing, right? Absolutely. Like, it absolutely musical affects... Work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it absolutely affects how you see... How you see everything, yeah. so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, yes, that's why I like it. That is why... That's one of the reasons why it is good. <laughs> Were you always like really into fashion, or is this yes. something okay? So, so when I as a kid, conti- yeah, yeah, picking up where we left off before we got sidetracked by Don, Don Draper's Draper. penis. <laughs> I'm more of a John Ham fan than a Don Draper. I'll take John Ham over Don Draper any yes. day of the week. Ham fan, two M's. Oh, there's two M's. Yes. Now, and then I, I wrote Ham Fam by accident. I went with three M's. Love it. Of an M. So I get, and then. So like I said, I'd reached kind of the end of the road of that, but mm-hmm. then also there was the big writer strike in 20, oh, 2007, right. um, where the entire industry shut down for months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the economic collapse of 2008. It was a great time. It's a great time. So I hung out as long as I could and then ended up getting laid off because the industry here essentially shut down. Because mm-hmm. uh, you're making a lot less stuff when there's no money. Yeah, not only being dependent on someone else for your career, but a whole other country for like, <laughs> yep. Dealing with their shit. Yep, absolutely. And then the, yeah, the the dollar was unfavorable. Yeah, yeah, it was a whole bunch of shit. It shitstorm. And then I was laid off, and I was twenty eight. And I was like, well, what the fuck am I gonna do now? <laughs> so I lived off my EI for a while, as long as I could. And like, thank God I paid into that for all those years because no. I am taking every moment I can out of back of it, every cent. <laughs> Um, and then my mom was like, well, you, you could go back to school. Like, what do you want to do? My brother was going back to school to have a younger brother and he was doing it. He was doing very, he did a master's, like an MBA. And I'm like, well, I'm not doing that. No. <laughs> my brother got all the like science and math brains. I got none of those. None. Just full on stereotypes. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> I'm going to get my MBA. I like fashion. Yeah. I like pretty stuff. <laughs> So, but my mom's like, hey, Alex is going back to school. Why don't you think about what you'd want to do? And I'd only ever done, like, purely academic things. Mm-hmm. I have I have two bachelor's degrees. One, wow. I, was, I was a teacher for one year, and then I got the fuck out. That's my brother, two weeks. <sighs> ah! I'm not Did full for PDP. Just not, went back. Not into it. Um, 
seems off. So I was trying to think of like what why what what would I want to go back to school for? And I oh I, I just went to, my brain just went, Oh, what university would I want to go to? What would I want to study? Uh-huh. And I, all the things that I would be interested in studying, I'm just delaying unemployment. <laughs> yep. And there will be no jobs. Like a history or a linguistics yeah. or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There will be no job when I'm done and Maybe I would not. just have I would be four years older or whatever, two years older and not much more in debt. Uh, mm-hmm. No, I'm not interested in that. So I was like, well, what else am I interested in? And then it, all the books I read, magazines and blogs and everything was always about clothes and fashion and design and art and that sort of thing. And I was like, well, you know what? Well, fuck this. I'm going back to fashion. I'm going to school. I'm going to fashion school. <laughs> and then also I realized, I looked into, there's a program here, a, um, a degree program here at Kwantlen. But like I said, I was like 28, 29 years old. I'm like, what am I going to do? Spend four years in school again? Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? With, like, I would love to study this for four years. That'd mm-hmm. be great. I have the motivation. I'm very interested. I would love to learn about it. But I, I did it. I got to get I got to get time's wasting. I got to go. <laughs> I want to get in. I want to get, get in. something practical and So I did it. Like, I just did an 18-month diploma program. Cool. Met some people who are, I'm still benefiting from those relationships almost 10 years later. And it was great. I haven't looked back since. Cool. And it's been Awesome. And what kind of work did you wind up doing after that? Like a variety of things or? I ended up working a retail job afterwards because I'd never had a retail job before. Mm-hmm. I somehow managed to get out of my teen and twenties. <laughs> never worked a retail job. Oh, I had done like administrative assistant. Mm-hmm. That uh, was my yes. path and summer jobs and whatever. Right. That was the job I took. I wasn't the retail job, which is what a lot of people do, mm-hmm. right. To get through their twenties and survive. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, shit, I guess I should learn what work what it means to work in a store so i did that for a year that was great worked in lady worst ladies wear store private boutique here in town it was great learned a lot did my year got out (laughs) (laughs) and then i got a job through a friend of mine um doing costume design oh cool and so it was all just i did most of the song for theater and dance nice and i got to make tutus (laughs) (laughs) like full on Corset, boned corset, giant Whoa, skirts, pretty. like a whole bunch of whatever bedazzled shit. I literally like go to the bedazzled, like this whole wall of trims and things and just like add everything. Like what is pink and gold? All of it. Just pl- pile it on. I made, it was the, so like the candy store. Oh my God. <laughs> and it was like right after when Frozen came out, I must have made, I shit you not, like six Elsa tutus. Wow. They were great. Believe it. I, I bet. It was super fun. I bet they were good. Uh, So that was great. And it was, I I got paid to sew. And that was one of my favorite parts about my design programs that I actually learned sewing. There's a lot of design programs where you just learn the the, production side and um, designing a collection and that sort of thing. Did you sew before though? I did, like, but as a hobby. Okay. Nothing intense or anything. Or or, way more like interesting techniques and things. I'm sure that you Like very basic home sewing was what I would, what I would do. Um, And then I realized after doing it and learning all these techniques and, you know, trying to, trying to expand that part of my skill set that that was the part I really liked. Mm -hmm. And I would much rather have someone else think of it and then have me execute it. Mm -hmm. That was how I, how I ended up preferring to do it. Mm -hmm. Like someone else would make, make up the thing and I would make it (laughs) into a three-dimensional wearable object. Cool. Yeah. Wearable object. Yes. (laughs) So I can't. I could sit in front of a blank piece of paper and try to think of something all day, and then just it would be forcing it. But if you give me the drawing, draft a pattern, figure it out, make a make a practice one, a muslin they call it, mm-hmm. iron out all the details, boom, 
make cool. it. So I was able to do that and did it for a costume, which was intense because it's super fast moving. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to make 28 of something. <laughs> for the chorus. For the chorus. Or if it's a dance troupe and yeah. they all have to have the same outfit on. My niece oh, man. is 13. She does a combination of Highland and ballet, uh, which is actually very elegant. It's not Absolutely. nearly as weird as it sounds. And she did a ballet to Arcade Fire's The Suburbs. Interesting. Her tutu was made of AstroTurf. <gasps> wow. And she had like a little white cool. picket fence on it. <laughs> she was like, it was very uncomfortable to wear. I have cuts. <laughs> I bet it looked great, though. It did look really incredible. Oh, man. So that was fun, but I like I knew, but also I was in it for the sewing. Mm-hmm. I like the people I worked with had degrees in theater studies mm-hmm. and worked with local theater companies and like they they were in it, you know, as deep as they could. And mm-hmm. I just was there for the paycheck and just did like the labor. I liked the labor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I got pregnant, and then I had to stop working because I developed carpal tunnel, which I didn't know was a thing you can get when you're pregnant. Yeah. My hands stopped working. You just get like hypermobility in your joints or something like that? That's so They sad. would freeze and go oh, numb. No. And I would get these, it would start, if I had my arms bent for too long. Which you have to do. Which if I'm sitting in a sewing machine, if I'm ironing, if I'm cutting. That's how they go. That is 100% of my job is having my arms bent. Oh my God. <laughs> That's actually kind of like, oh, fucking sad. <laughs> it was weird. I would get my pinky finger go numb and then my ring finger and then this one and then this one. And then every, like I would wake up in the morning and I'd have weird claw hands and it would take like 10, like 15 minutes. Paw. Yes. To just like, like people made wishes all night. Warm. I had to like train myself to sleep with straight arms. Because oh. my, my hands would go numb. Mm-hmm. So I had to stop working when I was maybe about 32, 30 weeks pregnant. Wow. So that was all right. It was over the summer. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm just sitting home with no pants on. I need popsicles. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Watch all of Orphan Black. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Just picture you like eating popsicles and you're gone watching a very oh intense show. Oh, man, with the fan like right on me because it was like end of July to beginning of August. I was like, like Sarah, run. <laughs> what happened to Beth? <laughs> Where's Kozima? <laughs> I don't know. So those are the names of the clones I know. <laughs> I've never seen the show. It's too intense. It's very intense, but I recommend it. It's okay. Fantastic. I'll watch it. Uh, but yeah, so they, I got pregnant and then I ended up taking another job after my second kid was born. I wasn't planning on going back to work, but I'd le- an opportunity landed in my lap and I couldn't turn it down. Sweet. Yeah. So there we go. Working on some sleep. And is the carpal tunnel like feeling better? <laughs> I didn't get in my second pregnancy. Okay. Didn't have it. And then now every once in a while I get it now. Like if I wake up in the morning and I've like, I've slept. With my arms bent for too long, I can feel a little tingling mm-hmm. just in the tips of my fingers. Oof. But I've trained myself now long enough to, like... Is the job a sewing job now? No, it is not a sewing job. No. It is a production job. Ooh, what does that I'm mean? I'm a production coordinator, so I coordinate... Production. Coordinate. <laughs> production. Um, <laughs> the product is made here in... Well, just in Richmond, so not in Vancouver, but in Richmond. And coordinating between that the fabric, to like, part of the design process and choosing shapes and fabrics and things and then I recommend we make this one in a shirt shape yeah this one I recommend two holes for the arms and one for the head <laughs> maybe one for the rest of the body to and then also the one at the bottom maybe <laughs> don't sew it close on the bottom I don't recommend sewing it closed on the bottom most people have a lower half some some don't hey man we don't want to yeah but, Cut out you know, that part of the market it's but. a little little easier to um, fix the shirt for them than the other way around. yes it's true uh, anyway. so we we, we I help with coordinating that and then get it to the factory, like going to the factory, checking quality control. Do you wear a cool hat over top of your like I wear lab green coat visors, or yeah. white gloves. 
Uh, yeah, no. mm. <laughs> I do get to, I get to wield a measuring tape. Ooh. I take no mercy. It was, it was less but than an eighth of an inch. But I do take <laughs> lots and lots of measurements. Um, and then a lot of the work is just like boring spreadsheets. Uh, which is not exciting, but also super important. I'm going to convert this to the newest version of XLSX. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm getting real good at Google Docs. Oh, yeah. Which isn't that hard because it's very, very simple. It's very simple, but very, very important. straightforward. Um, so, yeah, it's great. And I get to work with one of my close friends, and it was one of my design teachers from school that offered me the job oh, cool. and she's fucking rad as hell she's a boss lady who's getting shit done nice. every day and it's, just, it's a great job and and oprah loves you and oprah loves us we got an oprah's favorite things really yeah one of oprah's favorite things oh now that's two guests that have oprah connections now because oh, our, our, our friend emily had a dutch cookbook and oprah really she recommended one of her casseroles as awesome. one of her Favorite. I'm sure it wasn't actually Oprah herself who recommended Shut it. Shut up. Don't Someone take this on her away team. From that's fine. But she gets the O. You get the stamp. You get the O stamp. Yes. And you're good to go. Buy, buy the favorite things. That's really like Emily White's uh, Duffy's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just very curious. What's your favorite thing you ever made? Ooh, my favorite thing I've ever made. Fashion-wise, hmm. I know you, you can't say Margot and Poppy. No. <laughs> I didn't make them. I fashioned them with my body. <laughs> You really managed their production quite, quite intimately. Yes, every second of it. <laughs> I was there for literally every second of it. Um, what have I made? I made a really nice quilt. Okay. Yeah, oh, it's cool. not super exciting. It's not fashion related, but I did it. I mean, it's textiles. Before, though. yeah, and it's sewing. Mm-hmm. I did it right before my first kid was born, and like I'd never made a quilt before, and it's just squares sewn together. It's not even anything like fancy or like intense. <laughs> it's just I did a bunch of scraps in the same kind of color scheme, but it turned out so great, and we use it every day. That's, That's awesome. It's a great quilt. And then what else have I made that I really liked? <sighs> I made a bunch of bow ties for a guy once. He commissioned me to make a bunch of bow ties for him. And they were really cool. They were like leather and denim and they were really, and some of them were tied I feel ones. like they were all supposed to be worn without any clothes based on the, <laughs> sure. the things that you have described so far. <laughs> like he wears this just with a leather harness, basically. Yes. Suspenders, that's it. <laughs> what Suspenders if they clip hot pants? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> just his dick. Dung belly! <laughs> it always comes back to the dick. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, that was fun. That's awesome. And I have, I, like, I was just telling my friend the other day that I had to, like, stop following on social media a bunch of, like, pattern makers and sewers and all sorts of things. Sewers. Sewers. Or sewist, sewer, seamstress. There's there's a, a bunch seamster. of... seamster? There's a bunch like of a language. seamster that works in seams? <laughs> works in seams? Seamster. <laughs> uh, but, I, well, you see the word sewer and it just looks like sewer. <laughs> I mean, it's literally the same word. So I'm like, I'm a sewer. A sewist. I'm like, well, you should have a better opinion of yourself. You're not just a sewer. A sewer. A Because seamstress seems outdated and also gendered, which I don't like. Yes. But anyway. So I had to stop. I had to unfollow That's a bunch specialist. of them. Because I don't, I don't have time for it now. Is it just you get inspired? Like, oh, I want to do that project and, and this thing. I cannot. Thing. Yeah. I cannot. I do not have the time. And it's a, a super bummer. So I had to just like unfollow. Mm. You will be there later. I know you will still be there when I have the time. I have followed so many comedians I love, like even feminist women and stuff, like especially feminist women, unfortunately, yeah. in the last few months. I was like, I just can't, can't take it. But they still get retweeted into my timeline a lot because I just muted them. I was like, I love you, Cameron Rhea, but I just can't right now. Yeah. And then 
But then I'm just like, I still see everything, so I might as well just unmute. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still going to and your I can look at their reading at all. <laughs> then I can, yeah, exactly. And it's like I still look at your hairstyles for inspiration all the time. So <laughs> do you like my Rhea? I, I love the Rhea that you have going on. <laughs> my Rhea realness. I just cut off all my hair not, th- not it in December. So good. It looks good. <laughs> and I literally like took a picture of Rhea and I'm like, mm, one of these please. One of these, please. I will and be I wearing some plaids with it. And I like I I think Dave messaged her and asked her what hair products she uses, and I'm using the same hair product. Oh my god! <laughs> That's like a pretty <laughs> useful thing to have. It's a great hair product. Did she come to your house once? She time? did once, and she's coming back again in March, but she's only coming for one night, and she can't come to my house again. Oh, I'm so that's too choked. bad. I've, you, I think it was you who told me she smells amazing. Yes. <laughs> and not I was to, like, not to be a super creep, but I did. Well, I was very curious. She's kind of my type. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did get hugs from both of them. That's exciting. I want to even lure her with with my dog. I'm like, come see my dog. It's funny the two of them worked last of, time. They're the they're the in, introvert and uh, extrovert kind of couple too but yes. it's the opposite ones that you would think because yeah. you would think oh Cameron's so like blah, 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 all over the place but she wants to go home immediately and be in the quiet with no lights yes, and, and, and no people and, and Rhea's just like who can I talk to about baseball right now yeah. <laughs> I really <laughs> want to talk about baseball <laughs> just like you know what that's the right um, sometimes I think that's the right mix for a couple mm-hmm. I think yeah I have a I guess yeah my partner's pretty introverted <laughs> and you're pretty extroverted yeah so it's nice because then we can do things separately, but then also together. Well, that's the thing. You can balance like, each other, do your own fucking shit. Yeah, I I never really subscribed to the idea that opposites. I mean, opposites attract, I guess, but I never really thought that opposites can make work. A, yeah, <laughs> yeah, can be actual long term. Complementary, yeah, complementary. Complementary is better. Opposites, that's a lot of work. Yeah, you have to have a lot of shared stuff as well. Yes. There's got to be the Venn diagram has to yes. be pretty close, like in yeah. an overlap. But you got to have a lot of inside jokes. It's deeply important. Absolutely, it's crucial. It's like the whole not even jokes, but just like things, like relationship memes, experiences <laughs> that are shared that you can. You can bring just up. like lean over and say something like, "For me, saying it's like, oh, hello, my name's Teresa." It makes us laugh like crazy. Yes, because it has a very specific, but it's not really a mm-hmm. joke. No, it's but it's just, a shared experience. It's just remembering someone yeah, who was exactly. really homophobic to us one time, <laughs> and you can and then, laugh about it. But now. but we had to be really like. On the down low about it because I was at a friend's wedding and it was Ooh. their mom. So <laughs> we're just like, let's not ruin it. Let's just keep it to ourselves. Yeah. Do you have any like lessons learned from a long long term relationship things or any? <laughs> you were gonna say a long life, and I was like, she's like thirty five. <laughs> I know I got some grays, but I ain't got <laughs> no, The apocalypse like, hasn't come yet. Like, I'm, a, I'm on 10 years with my partner. You're close just about as 10 well. Years. And yeah, so but you're like, pushing we're 20. Almost, in April, it will be 18 years. That's really amazing. Your birthday, can, your birthday, your anniversary can buy pornography now. Yes. So exciting. It's enough to vote in some provinces. So can you vote three times? The two, three of you? The two of you? The three of you? You, you two and the relationship? Well, that's, yes, yes. A, that's a narrative therapy concept where the relationship is its own It's thing. its own entity? Yes, mm-hmm. and then you have to... How do we feed the relationship? How do we nurture the relationship? Oh. Bits and bites. You can speak to the relationship and write letters. It's a thing. Hey, man, if it works, don't knock it. Whatever floats your goat. Exactly. I think it's a... I just lucked out incredibly. Yeah. <laughs> like, we were just fucking eight. We were 19 when yeah. we met. And, and we just so happened to find somebody who we just connected on so many levels. And as we got older, we just never got sick of each other. Great. <laughs> and never had a reason. Like, nothing wasn't overcomable. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. everything that came across, like being separated, having disagreements, whatever different life experiences, different different mm-hmm. life uh, expectations. Yeah. You know, and especially when you meet young, like you worry, oh, are we going to grow apart? Are we going to change? Yeah. but you guys grew, grew together. together we just somehow way. managed so nice. to never not want to be together. We just always wanted each other there. And that worked out. That's so beautiful. And it's worked out. It's so simple. Even things like, he is a morning person. I am a night person. Mm. Having kids, that fucking rules. Yeah. Because yeah. he gets the mornings, which I would fucking kill myself if I had to do every morning. <laughs> yeah. I would throw myself out a window. Yeah. Um, and then Dave, <laughs> then Dave, Dave goes to bed early and then we, if they come up at night, I can take care of that. Yeah. But we didn't know that when we were 19. When we met and we were like, <laughs> it just happened to work out. And also, like, the introvert-extrovert thing. He likes to stay home. Well, guess who's my babysitter when I want to go out? <laughs> and guess who's super happy to be my babysitter so he doesn't have to go out? But uh, he likes the kids. He also loves the kids. <laughs> and also, again, thing, like, super hands-on dad. Mm-hmm. Super that awesome is... at it. Into it. Motivated. Definitely the Good at it. Because that's the one thing, like, on mom Facebook groups and yeah. stuff. Oh, my it's husband so, sucks. My, it's like eighty-five percent. It is. There was it's even such a, th- a high amount. There was even like. a thread recently on one of my mom Facebook groups about like how much of your relationship with your husband is quote good. Mm-hmm. Like oh when God. is it going good? And people were like, I don't know, like sixty-five percent, eighty percent, and I'm like ninety-eight percent. Yeah. I didn't even. I didn't even want to post. I didn't even post on the threads. I'm like, I'm gonna come off like a super dick. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just gonna give this image to myself. I am not helping this argument. Yeah. Making you feel better about. How often you argue with your partner. Yeah, that feels so bad. There was, like, a whole thread about, like, oh, baby-proofing your marriage and stuff because it totally fucking, you know, having kids destroys your relationship. And it's like, it really doesn't have to. You align yourselves against the kids. Yes. (laughs) It's you versus them. We are much older and the same. You you are on the same team. Mm -hmm. You two are a team. And everything, you come at it together. Yeah, so don't fight each other. So don't mm-hmm. fight. And that it, it comes together with, you know, trying to find somebody with similar values, too. Like, I, I can't imagine meeting somebody earlier in my life, and I would hope these these conversations would come up and you wouldn't be stuck with a five-year-old and then figure out that they believe in X and you believe in Y, mm-hmm. and they're, they're irreconcilable, right? Oof. So we have none of that. We're on the same page nice. with a lot of things, or even for, th- like, a safety issue. Like, I hold your hand I want her to hold my hand when I cross the street every time. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's necessary. <laughs> but with situations like that, defaulting to the safest practice mm-hmm. makes sense to both of us. Yeah. And we, whatever which side of the argument either one of us is on, we can concede that. Yeah. Like, okay, this is important to you. That, and then you two decide, and then it, it's consistent. And Not... it's consistent, and it works, and it makes sense. And then I don't feel bad. And he doesn't feel bad. Because by we defaulting to the safest practice, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's the the one thing that not, that's not the one thing that works in my relationship. <laughs> we have a very good relationship, but it's like we have a weird relationship because it's unusual to be with someone for several years and then have them go through a gender transition. Yeah, like that's it's not a bit everybody's of everybody's experience. Sure, it's a pretty uncommon one. Most marriages don't survive. Survive sure, it. absolutely. And we've three years have gone on since this happened. So since this happened, <laughs> since I'm so <laughs> dark. Is that what I mean? But like the thing is, like no matter what happens with us. None of us cares about being right. See, that's the thing. We care I about would, being heard. I would rather about, be happy than right. We care about like yeah. having our perspective seen. Yes. But if, if it's like, well, that's not actually how it is, though. But I understand you. F- like that's how it feels. Deflated, 
situation understood critical yeah you don't feel bad about is that it. that whole like we are not in opposition we're not trying to beat or get one over on no. the other it's like no it's the, rela- we are, the relationship is is the separate thing that we are both trying to make work as well as possible mm-hmm. yeah yeah and another thing that i really like is um like always giving someone the benefit of the doubt where yes, like, don't assume they're being a jerk mm-hmm it's never like, ascribe to malice what could be described through stupidity or just inaction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, like that really hurt my feelings, but that I I am going to lead with that was not intentional. Let's talk about it so yeah. it doesn't happen yeah. again. Let, whatever, but let's but, talk about it too. Mm-hmm. Like the whole don't go to bed angry. Like it sounds like bullshit from like sometimes, a ladies magazine. Sometimes I like to go to bed angry because then when I wake up, it's totally not a thing anymore and I don't that care. Helps. And so instead of having a big confrontation about it, <sighs> it's just dumb. So, <laughs> but I, I like using that sort yes. of analogy. Just like, just deal with it now. Yeah. Just deal with it now. That's that's super important what I'm learning. And I don't about and I don't things. and I don't mean like immediately right now. Like mm-hmm. come back in an hour. Yeah. Or whatever. Go to go yeah. drive around for a bit or whatever. Go have a coffee, come back. Yeah. But don't don't let it fester. Don't and tell yourself it's not a problem and you'll deal with it when it gets worse. Or just Ooh, sit there God, and stew and be silent. It's what I'm bad for because I don't like to confront people, generally yes. speaking. Ugh. I'm getting much better at it. I'm starting to like it. Yes. Because you see the l- benefits of it. Mm-hmm. And you're reaping She's the benefits of it. Me. I'm the same way. I'm My exactly Capricorn the same way. is teaching me. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, don't put up with that. Why? Because no. you deserve better. Yeah. Oh. You're too old for the shit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just tell them no? Oh. Okay. Can I do that? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for you, Chris. The yeah. wind beneath my wings. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, yeah, dealing with every little thing as you go. Yep. And also, another thing, don't, it drives me crazy, and I know other people in my life do it, and it drives me up the fucking wall. When you, like, well, five years ago, when you, when you, we went oh, through this, blah, 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 blah. Yes. Do not dig up oh, artifacts. God. Don't keep a mental tally of all the wrongs we've done or whatever oh. have happened to you. God. And if you've addressed them along the way, then that, that argument has no legs. Yeah, because then it's already been dealt with. It's been dealt with, Moved and on. don't bring it up now. Just dra- dragging a sack of shit with you through Seriously. your whole lifetime. Yeah, well, that's we- the thing. It's like, it makes the person tallying the list feel shitty because they're carrying this awfulness with them mm. through life. What an life. awful way to exist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it makes the person you're bringing it up with feel shitty again, because, you know. You're like you're monitoring everything I've ever done wrong yes. forever. And, and you're, you're still feeling bad about you're this. You're like God. Yeah. You're still keeping tally <laughs> and I'm not. I feel like God now. or Santa. Yeah. You have a tally of my sins. Absolutely. all in a book. So yeah, it's, it's all in the bullet journal. <laughs> oh God. The most dysfunctional the bullshit like, journal. bullet journal. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh boy, that would be a hilarious idea for like a fake like blogger Instagram. <laughs> it's like the bull- bullshit journal, and it's like the most dysfunctional like person ever. It's like, oh and then god. I keep a list of all the wrongs that have been done. Yes. Here are my enemy pages yeah. that I've drawn. Some people keep like a compliment page. It's like this is like all the slights against oh, me. Oh man, yeah, somebody didn't hold the door at the coffee shop. Somebody took my people seat. who are about to die. Oh boy. <laughs> But yeah, so not not holding grudges or like digging up that kind of no, crap and that's is, hard for yeah. me because I love grudges. I do. <laughs> I do you like can have grudges. grudges against people that are not your like life partner. Well, that's the thing. It's <laughs> like uh, I was talking about nurture, nurture your grudges elsewhere, not at home. <laughs> I was having a discussion with a friend recently about have you ever written anybody off, and just like not not even necessarily ghosting, but like severing, yes. right? And I was like, Many people. I am like I'm a little bit too into that. Because I've done that a lot. Yeah, I think I'm too into it. Because I well. don't have no time for that. 
I don't, I don't do that. I should do that. There are people like, I guess I talked about doing it earlier today, but that was just, that wasn't even like a severing. I was just like, I just don't want to talk about this right now. Like, I don't even hate you. I like, I don't even dislike you. In fact, I kind of like you, Mm -hmm. but I just don't have the energy and you're not respecting that. So just goodbye for now. Mm -hmm. Goodbye. And, like Facebook has the option of like snoozing people, so it's like I don't want to see new. I don't want to see their posts for like a while, but then they'll pop back up because there's so many people that I've like unfollowed that I like forget they exist. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, oh yeah, whatever happened to her? Ah uh, well, <laughs> I'm too I'm too afraid of people not liking me to not like other people. Uh, like I, I definitely get messages from people I don't ever want to talk to, and I'm just like, hey, how you doing? You know, that's just yeah. so stupid. But see, then, like, if one of those people, like, heard that, it's like, oh, well, how do I know if I'm, like, the real one or the fake one? You oh, don't... nobody that it would be about or, or no, 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 no. I know, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying from, like, the other perspective, like, I want my friends and the, my acquaintances even to, like, enthusiastically like me and enjoy my company. So if they don't, like, I would rather not have them. Yeah. You know, like, it I'm just... I don't want to be just tolerated, so with people I just yeah. tolerate, that's no good. And the thing, yeah, so and it's, I've had, it's a respect thing. I've had experiences, too, where, like, you've had a friendship with somebody, and you just grow apart for whatever reason, maybe nothing, no big incident, right, mm-hmm. where you just... And and then you kind of just drift away, and then the other person doesn't get the message that you're trying to drift away, and, like, what am I going to do? Sit down with you and tell you all the reasons why you drive me fucking crazy and oh, why I feel no. terrible after we hang out? Like, that's not oh a good conversation I want to have. Just, that just sounds like evo- emotional vampire problems. Oh, no, thank you. So no I'm, I'm a ghost thanks. you. I'm going to lose your number. Okay. <laughs> just send them Just send them a link to b- counselingbc.com. Oh, <laughs> oh, well, like, search search by issue. Unable to self-reflect. Yes. <laughs> Supremely unself-aware. <laughs> this is not actually advice. Oh, <laughs> Don't do this. Maybe also do that. Just keep that link handy. Just keep that link handy. I keep that link handy. I send it to people not as a device of hatred. (laughs) It's very much like this is actually a really, really useful tool to find a counselor. Get a counselor if you need one. That's always the message of our podcast. Yeah, for sure. Yes, absolutely. And keep your life organized with a bullet journal and have good friends. There you go. Hey, man, that's good advice. (laughs) That's a good way to do it. Do you have anything you want to plug? Just a Fashion Eggs podcast. Nice. Yeah, Fashion Yeah, podcast. we come out every couple of weeks. We took a little hiatus over Christmas because we were all a bunch of us are traveling and stuff. But yeah. we're recording tomorrow, and it should be out very right on very soon. Excellent. We'll put and, a, uh, we we talk about cool stuff, but we're also idiots, and that's our thing. Well, we do not take ourselves you've too come seriously. Come to the right place. Yes, <laughs> I, we are among kindred spirits here. Good natured idiots with a bunch of stuff to say about and things opinions. they don't always know that much about. Absolutely. Yeah. Hashtag hag life. Yeah. <laughs> I think I like darts. I don't know though. Sweet. <laughs> I guess I gotta listen to more of your show. Maybe. Find out if I like darts or darts not. Darts look like weird nipples. <laughs> then I love darts! <laughs> if you have any curves on your body, darts are your. Dart, darts. Darts are your friend. Mm-hmm. I love darts. There you go. <laughs> and weird nipples. Abby, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, My pleasure. Thank you, thank you so much. You're so nice. Thanks for coming. As are you too. 